This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Shut Your Trap, aka Chris Rebus. He is Jared Morgs. Good night. <laughs> I did something I've never done before, and that's address the camera. So, not that it plays to you listening in audio land, but if you happen to watch this podcast on YouTube, then that was just for you. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. we we uh, we skipped a week here. Yeah, we did. Because, you know, we had things. We had life. We, we had life, and also then we had uh, anti-pinball life, or at least I had anti-pinball life, where I just didn't hadn't played anything. I hadn't gone on the forum. I had nothing to talk about, literally. Um, and we yeah. know how much Jared hates me talking about movies and stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we decided, you know what, let's not do one this week. Let's just have a gap week, and we'll come back fresh the week after. I had to go up to... Uh, the North Coast and um, sort of stay with the in-laws for a night, which was really good. Had a great time up there and um, it was very relaxing because they're sort of close to the coast and it's just very relaxing up that way. So that was good to have a break. Yeah, we're, we're allowed to have those now and then, right? Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, we, 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 I don't know what the uh, the, pol- the blockade policy is on vacation time, but I think it's pretty flexible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we we blockade have many LLC. <laughs> <laughs> we have flex days. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, things did happen this week, however, uh, which gives yes. us things to talk about. Both uh, Zen and Pinball Arcade have tables that are about this coming week uh, to be released. And those of us with beta access um, have been able to sample said table. So we're going to give you a first look of Doctor Who from uh, Farsight and of the Marvel's Women of Power tables from Zen, which is A-Force and Champions. And just kind of give you a little uh, preview of what you may or may not... Yeah, may... Yes, uh, this is definitely not a review because I haven't had time to review them properly. Um, no. To be honest, I kind of feel that like I can't review a table properly until I've spent probably an hour with it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you got to get a feet for it. And... Yeah, exactly. You got to sort of get a bit of a brunt on it and get comfortable with it before you make a call on it. I agree. Yeah. Um, before with that, though, I was kind of checking some stats and I wanted to just kind of. Uh, notice this. Uh, so on Steam, they tell you how many hours you've played any particular game. Okay. Turns out with Zen, I've played a little over 130 hours. It's like 136 hours or so. Okay. With TPA, I've played 594 hours. Wow. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's it's about 24, 25 days worth of playing <laughs> in a 24-hour yeah, that- period. That's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a fair amount. <laughs> and I wonder why none of my other games have much play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's that's fairly good hours. And I have no idea how long I would have been spending on TPA Android, but I'd say it's probably pretty ridiculous when you add it all up. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't have those sort of stats. And again, you know, going back to circling back to the, the far side ID discussion we had a few episodes ago, you know, that sort of statistical stuff would be kind of good to collect. It would be fun to see, yes. Yeah. I would love to know, what, like I said, what table I play the most. I well, know in my head what table I think I play the most, but reality might be completely different. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Yeah. So why don't we start off with the table that I've had the least experience with, uh, and you have been able to play quite a bit more, and that's Doctor Who from Farsight. Yeah, so we finally got it. And have a look at this. It's actually landed at the time they said it would um, as well. Amazing. Yeah, I know. That's what happens when you have a long ramp up for a game. You can actually spend the time you need on it to actually get it out to a quality level. And uh, I have to say, it's, uh, it's looking pretty good on mobile. This is the first table that they've decided to try out PC assets on. And you can tell because 
Uh, those of you familiar with Doctor Who will know that the ball pops out of the TARDIS on the right-hand side of the table, and there's a habit rail there that feeds the right um, return lane. Well, on past tables, you know, the, the roundness of those, um, the rings that connect the, the habit rail together, they, they looked okay, but geez, on the mobile version this time around, it's practically round. Like, there's so many polys. Oh, nice. In, in the um, in the habit rail that you go wow like I can just see the angles on on the um, uh, the rail but that is yeah it looks amazing um, and it, it's pretty much like that on all the other assets in the table too like it looks super crisp um, on Android which is really nice because it's the table you want to actually have super crisp assets on all the inserts are really nicely lit like there's none of that sort of weird flicker you get with the on off states of the inserts are all nicely lit. They, they don't really bloom because we don't have any dynamic lighting, but they've right. got, they got this nice warm feel to them um, when you're looking at them. And um, it, the, everything looks really presented quite well. Um, the things that I've observed in it though, like gameplay wise, it plays very faithfully. Um, at the moment, they're doing a, a tuning pass on it in beta just to uh, adjust the rake a little bit. It's a little bit um, floaty at the moment. Yeah. Cause you know, if you've you've played it in real life, haven't you, mate? I have played it in real life, but not enough for me yeah. to really form a, a solid memory of it. You would know though that playing in real life is fast. Like it's a fast table. Yeah. Um, there's especially when you're shooting the time expander and it comes back down at you from the uh, mushroom targets. Like that, it flies back down the table at you. And yet at the moment, it's a little bit too floaty. And they like, brought it up in the bay and they said, yeah, we definitely agreed it's floaty. We're going to do a bit of an extra tuning pass on it to make it a little bit faster. What I noticed and, um, in, my, when, in probably my three or four playthroughs of it was the... Uh, uh, now, I don't know what, what the pieces of the table are even called. Um, yeah. But uh, at the top, there's like a loop that goes you know, from the left side that feeds into the bumpers. Oh yeah, so yeah, the behind the the time expander right. thing. Right, yeah. that I've noticed seems now it's it's flat with the table. It's not a ramp, but it seems uh, like as soon as the ball crosses a certain threshold, it ain't coming back at you. It's going to make it all the way around, and it kind of vacuums to me. Um, yeah, it's sort were of you like that. Sense? Well, it kind of behaves like that in um, the the real table. The reason why is because it's very like it's a very slight pitch at the back of that. Um, ramp. So on a good shot, like if you even if you glance off the repair targets, which is that yeah. bank of targets on the left hand side, um, even if you glance off there and shoot and then go for the um, uh, the little what would I call it the pop bumper in lane. <laughs> Let's yeah. call it that. Okay. Um, the the pop bumper in lane. It's um it's normally really fast. It whips around there real fast, and it doesn't generally come back out again because it's, it's just flat behind there. Um, okay. So that's behaving. I haven't seen anything unusual with that. But what I have seen that really is a problem across all tables in TPA is the way all the speed and momentum of a ball gets washed off when it hits stand-up targets. Have you noticed that? Slow shots to things like... Um, in particular, I noticed this on um, fishtails when I was playing it. Um, it's when you shoot the fish targets. Um, yeah. Um, if you just glance one of those, if it's not a very strong shot and it just sort of glances a fish target, it, it slows the ball down. It's like it's got a magnet on it. And mm. it actually, it's like it's sticky. So the ball stickies onto the target and then it completely washes all the speed off the targets. Um, and then these repair targets, the reason why I noticed it the most on Doctor Who is normally what you do is that if you glance the top two repair targets when you're shooting the, um, the pop bumper in lane, um, it will just sort of ricochet off them and, and go at quite a lot of speed right behind that lane into the pop bumpers. Okay. But in the TPA version at the moment, if you glance one of those repair targets, it washes all the speed off and it just floats around the back there. And as soon as I saw it, I went, no, nope, that's wrong. That, maybe, that's that, why, maybe that's why it felt like a vacuum to me then. Yeah. Like it sort of like slowed down. You thought it was sort of like predictable pace around the back there. Right. Yeah, it might have been that illusion. Yeah, it's all the targets in the game. They they have this physics element to them where it's like a a dead zone sort of thing. Um, it's it. There's two ways of doing it. I've noticed in um, uh, what is it, black hole? That if you shoot, if you have a really slow shot to one of the drop targets, 
and it contacts the drop targets, it shoots it off like it's a slingshot. Yeah. As well. So it just so basically it's the inverse of that. Okay. Um, I think what needs to happen is the if you do hit a drop target, it should be behaving the way that the stand-up targets do. But if you hit a stand-up target, it should be ricocheting it away like it does um, with those drop targets in black hole at the moment. So I think it's almost like they need to flip the physics around on those two elements in the game. Right. I was thinking that that it's the drop targets, it's viewing them as a almost a rubber. Yeah, it is. And yeah. then as opposed to the fact that it's physically pushing against an object and then that object is going away and the momentum of the ball is going to carry just a little bit farther yep. in and then bounce away. Or even if the drop target hasn't dropped completely, the drop target typically has that give. Yeah. Uh, as you push it before it drops, that that's going to uh, make it slow down, obviously. Whereas, right. uh, yeah, stand-up actually does have the bounce, the, the reflection it does, yeah. So you would expect a bit more speed off those. And I think that's what's happening here. Like what okay. they need to do is take a look at those two elements across all tables and just take a look at the physics on them and see exactly what's happening there because it's it's something that's become really apparent in this table and I know it happens on other ones as well. So I'm, I have actually raised it in the bait of them to take a look um, and I'll make sure they follow up on it because it does make a big difference to how you take that shot and how it actually plays. So... There's that, and I also found it's really hard to replicate, but I've found that in some cases, from the left-hand flipper, the left-hand lower flipper I should be specific about, I can actually sometimes glance it up into the hang-on ramp, which is the one that you shoot from the upper left flipper um, around. Okay. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't not, you should not be able to make the, that ramp at all from the lower left flipper. It's just physically impossible on the real game, whereas, for some reason you can you can make it on occasion i'd probably say 10 to 20 percent of the time um on on the actual game it's it's sort of like if it ricochets and bounces a certain way of, of other playfield objects you can glance it up the ramp and it and then the ramp just takes control and takes it up around so i don't know what's going on there it seems bizarre but i can't really bug it because it's i can't replicate it consistently yeah that's a hard one to replicate yeah really hard so it's it's very tricky, um, but I've also noticed, and this is uh, uh, you know some of you are going to love this, some of you are going to hate this, but uh, it's the return of the zipper flippers. Oh yeah, or not the zipper oh, mean flippers, the lightning, lightning flippers. flippers, lightning flippers. Yep. Um, and it's meaning two things. One, that center gap is huge. It <laughs> um, is. It's really wide. Uh, and the other thing is that the the flippers in their relaxed state. Or excuse me, not in the relaxed, in their uh, the flip state, it's a relatively shallow flip. So it catching the ball yeah. is very difficult. It is, yeah. You do a lot of um, shuttle passing <laughs> in this game. And um, I've noticed too, this is a really interesting point for those people who, who like to know about physics. I found that in the first couple of iterations of the beta, um, when I was shooting the ball off the tips of the flippers, it was almost like the strength of the flipper was like incorrectly balanced like there wasn't uh, it seemed different when i was shooting up towards the base of the flipper than at the tip and it turns out that there's actually uh, this is a, a byproduct of the physics tuning of the the flippers themselves and i think it has something to do with um the uh, what do they say it's tip tuning tip pass tuning when they're actually playing around with that so okay. my report was flipper tuning appears spongy because the ball travels through the but the the I said bay slightly. That was a mistake on my part. So I said this is a hard one to describe, but it feels like the ball is not contacting the flipper correctly on strokes towards the tip of the flipper, particularly on shuttle passes or tip passes. And then um, Rob confirms, yeah, the strength of the tips were lower than they should have been. It's been adjusted. It's usually the result of tuning for tip passing. So it's actually you can adjust. This is the the thing we learned from this is that you can adjust the strength of the flipper along the whole path of the flipper bat. So each zone in the flipper can have a different strength, which is really interesting, right? Yeah. Well, and it kind of makes sense because obviously the, uh, I mean, physics will tell you that it's going to have a different strength, you know, based on the, 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 the pendulum of the, <laughs> of the flipper the, itself. The, I mean, the point at which the leverage basically of the flipper is different. So yeah, right, because of how much stroke it actually, how much travel it actually is having. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cool to actually learn that that was it. 
and that's why it was uh yeah um behaving the way it was and yes i did i just wanted to make sure i did raise the issue about the repair target sapping the ball speed and yes i have so that's in there too so for those of you wondering uh Turns out that Doctor Who Regenerated will be coming out next month, not this month. So yes. uh, we still have that to look forward to. Obviously, Farsight has a little bit more work to do on that aspect. I would imagine that once they get this particular table tuned, that exact same tuning is going to carry over to that, um, unless they've added a whole bunch of <laughs> different things so, to well, it. Yeah. I mean, have they, like, one of the things I was wondering is that have they switched around the position of certain key playfield elements? Like, have they moved the time expander to be yep. a upper, up, upper flipper shot only? You know what I mean? Like, they could have done that. So it could be a very different looking table. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. And hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Mike Lindsay from Farsight in to uh, talk to us about all things uh, Doctor Who regenerated. Because like we've mentioned before, we're very curious to know about the uh, licensing how that all happened, mm. uh, how working with the BBC was, and just, uh, you know, what what uh, the, what hoops did did the monkeys at Farsight have to jump through? <laughs> that's right. I'm sure there's a few. But, yeah, we'll be interesting again, the uh, canonical account of it from Mike when he joins yeah. us. Uh, moving forward, Zen this week will also be releasing Marvel's Women of Power. Uh, so these are two tables. One of them is called A-Force, which features Black Widow and Madame Mask uh, battling out an altered reality where Russia has taken over the U.S. and uh, Stark Tower now has flying a giant red star. Um, and uh, the two of them working together to try and restore uh, uh, what should be instead of what is. Uh, and I guess the main bad guy of this is Titania Man. I don't know these comics at all. <laughs> so... It's all a big mystery to me. Um, I do know that Zen uh, created, for both these tables, created unique storylines. So these aren't following uh, comic books. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, I the, found, they, I they went found, um, that's, that's really good though, right? So I was yeah. following on, I follow Bobby on Twitter and she was commenting that when they announced these tables, people going, oh, well, I haven't heard of any of these. Why are you inventing new characters? And stuff like that, and then they got a, Zen got accused of being feminists or something like that for releasing these. Well, tables. that's the same batch of trolls that are pissed off at uh, you know Ghostbusters being with women and Mad Max Fury Road essentially not being a Mad Max movie but being a Furiosa mm -hmm. movie. <laughs> they just need to go back under the rock they crawled out of. Like exactly. the, what I what I responded back to, but Bobby said, "Yeah, I don't really care if I don't know the franchise because pinball." Um, right. So yeah, let me play them, and then I'll make my own choice up. Uh, the other table is called Champions, and this features a whole host of characters, uh, <laughs> which in some of the names I'm kind of going, huh? Uh, so it, mm. uh, it, it stars uh, Ms. Marvel, and then the cadre of people is Squirrel Girl, uh, Bombshell, Sister Grimm, Spider Gwen, America Chavez, and Hawkeye. Um, and I can't tell you the storyline of this one. It's bonkers. That's all I know. Oh, right. It's bonkers. Uh, well, that's good. That's going to play well for pinball because pinball right. is generally bonkers. Right. So um, I'll start with A Force. A Force is designed by Trauma Thomas Crofts. He's the guy responsible uh, for aliens and oh, yeah. and droids. And I am happy to report it's a very bouncy ball. Oh, uh, excellent! Excellent! Yeah. Very, excellent. very bouncy ball. I was as soon as it. As soon as the ball dropped on a dead uh, dead flipper and it bounced heartily over to the next flipper, I was like, "Yes, this is what I like to see." Um, awesome, that's great. So Good very news. lightly, you, you'll also be glad to know that, uh, and this is the case for both tables. Neither one of them is Spellorama. Good, excellent. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, so instead, it's a lot of uh, hitting your shots, uh, you know, the designed shots and comboing essentially. Okay, cool. Um, I was a little bit fearful, though, because as... So, A4 starts off with kind of a prologue, and these are very story-based tables. Um, right. So, it starts off with a prologue to give you an idea of what's, uh, what you're in for. And then, one of the first lines of dialogue coming out of Madame Mask, right off the top. In the name of Hydra! And I just kind of went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just... I mean, I don't... It may work in comic book form, but... 
whenever Thor does any of it by Odin's hammer, I just kind of go, come on. I'll this give you just... Odin's hammer, hammer in a minute, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's just really, really is kind of annoying. Thankfully, that's about the only annoying uh, voice thing that came in A-Force. Although the, the voice is one of the voices I kind of went, Weren't you an alien versus predator? <laughs> oh, really? Um, what in the oh yeah, the AVP voice? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, the, the female voice. Um, it's like job. I've heard that voice before. <laughs> anyway, uh, so much like the aliens table, and I'm, I'm I, I already know that I'm going to like this table more than the other one just because of how it's designed, and that is one of the things that starting the modes, you basically have to hit the A Force Tower. Uh, about three times, which is typical for any of these mode starts now that Zen has been using. Um, but you can hit it two different ways. There's two different ramps that you can hit it with. So that's nice that you have that option that's not you know, limited to that one shot. Um, once you do that, then you can start a mode. And just like the aliens table, it's, you can pick whatever mode you want. And there's uh, five, I think, five or six um, yeah. that you can choose from. And you don't have to complete the mode in order to have it light. Okay. Collect, collect all those modes, then you start the uh, wizard mode. Now, once you have started the wizard mode, or, or gone through the wizard mode, thereafter, you do have to complete all the missions. And okay. I can tell you right now, that's going to be a pain in the butt, because I was not able to complete a single one. <laughs> oh, so you've actually got to complete, as in finish completely. Finish the mode, yeah. So the, and, and they'll give are, it to you the first time around, but the second time right. around, they expect you, hey, yo, you got to actually finish these. Yeah, and they're not, uh, you know, two-part missions or anything. They are straightforward, just you need to hit this shot, this shot, this shot, um, and they will time out on you eventually. Okay. Well, it's as long as it's not like a, like each mission is like an eight-stage eight, eight stage mission, no. like some of the tables are. Like, they're ridiculous. No, and it's huh? literally, you know, hit hit these three lanes and you'll and you'll be finished or whatever, but um, they're tricky shots. They're, it, it's mm. tough, and there's there's sometimes activity happening on the table that winds up getting distracting. Um, you know, there's a helicopter yeah. that flies over the table and stuff, and uh, you know, kind of obscures your view of of the ball. One mode that was particularly interesting um, had the and, and this might have been the the finale, uh, the wizard mode, but it zaps the balls completely into these little pink balls that float around, but you can't use your lower flippers at all. And there's two oh. upper flippers and two lower flippers. Your lower flippers no longer work. And so the two superheroes come down to the base of the table and they use their wrist lasers or whatever and are zapping your ball. So it felt a lot like um, the power in Twilight Zone. Oh, cool. So That's kind of cool. Hold, you don't get to hold the flipper up you know, and have a constant stream and hold, catch the ball. It's literally the ball reaches a certain... Air, zone and that's when you're flipping and so aiming is a bear um, oh yeah that would just be like <laughs> random and it, <laughs> and it was and i think it was like a four or five ball multi-ball oh, oh oh good <laughs> try playing i mean it's probably not like this on zen because they're actually not dealing with real physics but remember how hard it was in twilight zone to actually control more than one ball up in the power zone like, if I don't you've know, ever, I've never had more than one ball up in the power zone. Oh, yeah, I've shot a couple up there, and it's just like the, the magnets just can't keep up with the amount of yeah. balls that they've got to actually launch up there. It's very hard to like do anything. You drain, you drain faster than you actually do anything up there. But of course, then not having to worry about real world physics from that perspective can actually do better with six ball multi balls and stuff. It's also got a pretty cool skill shot in that it's not just uh, launch the ball and have it land into a lane. If you do get it to land in the lane, then that gets you into having to hit one upper flipper shot to a ramp, which leads to the other upper flipper, and you've got to hit the ramp with that. So it becomes a combo uh, to get the you know super mega uh, skill oh, shot. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, so, which I always like those. I think those are a lot of fun. Um, the, um, the, the thing that I'm having a lot of trouble with at the moment in um, Masters Muscle, of the Force... Yeah, the, yeah. The, the two the two sides table in Star Wars is getting that skill shot dulled in right. It's really hard for me oh, to get that. Yeah, yeah. I think I gave up. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've been able to get a couple of times. Go, okay, cool. I have to remember that that exact pixel position on the planet right. in that view. Because that's just it. It's literally no a scale. No, like there's actually no indication of scale. Like a lot of the tables have like a little gauge that you can go. Okay, well if I get it up to that point, I know that it's going to drop into that lane. But this one's just like pull it back and launch it. So, yeah, so uh, 
anyway, Force <laughs> is much more of a, think of Avengers or uh, Iron Man. It's more your serious uh, Marvel table. Okay. Um, kind of straightforward. The sound effects are all pretty much what you would expect on a normal pinball machine. Uh, mm. That kind of thing. Um, now, Champions is designed by our buddy Zoltan Vary. <laughs> oh, sorry, who, Zoltan. Who we, we kind of maybe railed against recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, it's not so much the dead ball. Okay. There is a little more bounce, so that was nice. Um, the layout, it kind of follows some of those early 80s ballets where it, uh, it's got that weird outlane with the, uh, the curvature outlane oh, that feeds back oh. to the flippers, whereas it's got the straight down. So the inlane is on the outside and the outlane is on the inside. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it has, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, cool. so it's got that. Um, but it's also got a bazillion habit trails that are very difficult uh, in my short gameplay time to figure out where the hell the ball is going to come from. <laughs> All right. So um, it's like a, <laughs> it's a maze of habit trails. It's amazing habit trails. Uh, again, no spellorama. So that's good. That's good. Um, but this one is exceedingly cartoony. Right. So it's cell shaded graphics everywhere in it. Well, no, I don't. Well, both of them have a cell shaded look to them. Yeah. Um, no, when I say exceedingly cartoony, I mean it starts from the storyline, which is basically that uh, Ms. Marvel has opened up a coffee shop and has just finished her first day of business and is taking the lockbox to the bank when uh, Bombshell, is it Bombshell? I think it's Bombshell, uh, comes out of the bank having just robbed it, and the force of her blast sends uh, Ms. Marvel to the ground and she drops her lockbox and uh, Bombshell goes, oh, look, a bonus, picks it up and runs away, and then Ms. Marvel goes, ah, our first day's pay. If we don't get that back, the shop will close. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like going, what? Was this written for 12-year-olds? I mean, is Marvel or is Zen going to do a My Little Pony table next? Anyway, but it doesn't stop there with just the storyline kind of being very, I don't know, very youth-oriented. It's, it, it, in a lot of ways, reminded me of Misplosion Man, where it's oh. just that kind of... It's definitely not masculine. <laughs> um, I and I do worry the, that, the that. backlash that Zen is going to get from that. I don't mind them making that choice because there's no reason why girls can't have a table that they thoroughly enjoy too. Um, yeah. It just seems very youth. That's okay. kind of my takeaway. It's very youth. Um, but the sound effects in it are very cartoony. Think uh, Gilgan's Island cartoony oh. sound, you know, with that pinball table. Um Okay. I mean, there have been pinball tables, real, real machines that have just the, you know, it's the straight up Scooby, you know, feet running noises. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a little, it's a little odd hearing. Um, like most Zoltan tables, it seems like you have no clue what the hell is going on. There is dialogue and sound effects happening every which way and figuring out who's talking, what's going on is a mission of futility. <laughs> right, okay. Now, so it's, I, it's definitely going to have a look at the rule sheet for that one. It's going to have a look at the rule sheet. Um, the missions, I, I still don't know how you start the missions per se, but basically you're collecting other various superheroes mm. um, that, you're going to, that are going to help you. And based off of which one you've lit up, then this little, um, it, it, it looked like a Quidditch hoop pops up and kind of travels. You got to shoot the ball into the Quidditch hoop and then it drops down and then you shoot it into there one more time. And this is what uh, winds up teleporting Bombshell back to the play field. Um, okay. And then based on who you have uh, lit up, it changes what you have to do on the table. So like if you've lit up... Um, Guy, I'm I'm gonna blank on it. Uh, America Chavez, uh, you need in order you need to shoot the ball into the pop bumpers because as those goes off, that's going to make uh, Bombshell lose her balance and fall actually onto the table. At which point, then you can shoot the ball at her to injure her. Okay. Um, as opposed to uh, if you have Spider Gwen, 
then you need to shoot a certain uh, saucer, in which case that'll uh, shoot spider webs and trap bombshell, and then you have to do something else. So there, it winds up being different areas of the table that you have to shoot. So that's really cool. I like that, that okay. it's not always the same shot. What that's I good. didn't, what I don't like is, welcome back to the return of the tight shot. Oh, everything <laughs> yeah. is super squeezy. Well, the, well, the, the pop bumpers are all the way to the right side of the table. So it'd be one of those, flip it off the tip of your uh, flipper, uh, you know, to go to the, like the far right orbit, let's say, right? Okay. But what seems like the natural place for launching the ball sends it into the slingshot instead. And uh-huh. so I'm still trying to figure out where on the flipper it is that you're supposed to flip. And what where's seems, the sweet spot? Right. And it seems like it's such an it would be such an easy shot to make. Mm. But it, it I was having a bear of a time getting it there on command. So um, mm. That's kind of that's kind of falls into the negative uh, aspect, but it's definitely not Masters of the Force. It's not no. that narrow. It's not that okay. bad. Um, yeah. So of the two, I can definitely say that uh, so far I'm enjoying A Force much more than Champions. Um, but hey, you know what? When you buy one, you get both. So. <laughs> oh right. Okay. Sweet. Well, look. So it's you, actually you don't pack. get a choice. Oh right. Yeah. So it's the a, pack it's is a pack. like. Five or six bucks probably down here. In it's Australia. probably going to be five bucks. Okay, that's all right. Jeez. I uh, imagine. Yeah. That's yeah. like cost of one bacon and egg sandwich for me <laughs> for breakfast one morning. So whatever. That's easy. Um, yeah. No, so I, I, I definitely, I, I'm not giving it the rousing endorsement that I gave the aliens uh, tables. Um, but for the sheer fact that we get a bouncy ball, pinball table again, and the other one is semi-bouncy ball, that makes me happy, and add on top of the fact that it's not Spellorama. Um, it's great. That's good news. That's good news. So yeah, for sure. Well, that sounds really good. I can't wait for them to release later this month. I'll get on it's later this week. A, uh, it's, it's this coming week. week. Yeah, that's right. Because we're in twenty fifth. Yeah, at the moment uh, on today's well, in the future, we're on the twenty fifth of September. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, eh? it'll be 29th, I think they release. Um, US time, so it'll be thirtieth. Right, uh, we get it here, so that'll be very cool. Very cool. That it will be. Our email address is blah blah blockade at gmail dot com. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter at shut your traps at Jared Morgs or the all important at blockade. If you would like to download past uh, seasons, I can say seasons. We don't have seasons, do we, Jared? Um, we could. Well, technically we do. We sort of like trying a lot of things to um, blockade table pack releases. So technically we do yeah. have seasons. If you want to listen to past sessions of the blockade, why don't you go to our website, blockadepinball.com, where they are all there along with timing notes, letting you know what the heck is going on with each episode. Somebody uh, just had tweeted at me that uh, they loved a particular uh podcast we just done and they were bummed that we weren't doing it this last week because then were they going to listen to and i said well if you want some really sad comedy go ahead and listen to our first uh, podcast <laughs> oh yeah which, that was rough to which the person responded i already did that and i was like and hey, you're still listening wow <laughs> you, are, you are a trooper uh, yeah i think what we're going to call our episodes we're going to call them dlcs so we have <laughs> dlcs for the season that's what we're going to call them <laughs> Although I like that idea. Maybe I should task you with an exercise, Jared. And that is okay. that to to have you go back through, say, the first uh first ten podcasts that we mm. did and create a best of podcast out of those. Oh um, god. And then and, <laughs> and and then and then we could save that up for one of those weeks that we uh take off. Yeah. And we could drop that little nugget, and it would be really fun because then you could take the very best bits, which there aren't many. Um, no. It doesn't and... take me like twenty hours in post production with the length of those <laughs> how long those run. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can skirt through them pretty quickly, right? That's what two yeah. times listening is for. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that and send you the notes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Should we mention the t-shirts? We have t-shirts. Should we mention yeah, t-shirts? Should we mention that you can uh, go to Loot Crate? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Try LootCrate.com. I believe I'm getting the address right. Forward slash blockade. Use Bridge 10 as the code. And uh, we get like 10 or 11 bucks each each time you subscribe. So it helps us out. Um, Absolutely. 
And you get cool yeah. junk, and they, they update the stuff every single month. And if you follow it on Twitter, you'll get to see some of the stuff. They just did one that was uh, all Firefly. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good thing to uh, to look into. Um, that's our show for this week, folks. Until yeah. next time, when uh, hopefully we'll have gotten to play the non-beta version of Doctor Who, the actual real thing. And uh, maybe by then, Jared will have put in actual time on the Zen tables. And we I'm can go so. dive in a little bit more into those. Um, hey, do you want to um, put out the challenge that um, Sven set us for a bit of Avengers um, Blazen action? This time oh, around, we should. Is that what he tweeted at me about? Yeah. Yep. So, what tables yeah. is that a company? Just any of the Avengers? Uh, it's just um, well, he's just playing Avengers at the moment. Um, so what um, he got? He said he was doing. He beat my aunt, mine, and your Ant Man score, and he's part of yeah. the Avengers. So does Maybe that mean we'll... Hulk and Iron Man and uh, Thor? I don't know. I, Sven, I, I see just... that you're in our comments section. No. Nah, he's just saying it's the Avengers table. Okay, it's so Avengers. okay, so there's an Avengers challenge. Uh, if you play, post your score on Twitter and hashtag it. Uh, what are Blazen. We Blazen. Blazen. That's right. B l a h z e n. Because it's a Blazen plug for Blarkade and Zen Pinball. Ah. Oh, and, and <laughs> Sven's posting right now. He has 282 million on the Avengers table right now. So have fun, folks. Yeah, that's going to be something I won't be uh, achieving for a while, but I'll see how I go. I've actually got some from followers on Google+. Plus. I put a post on there on Google+, Plus saying that I'm doing some score chasing on Zen. And cool. I've, got a, I've got a couple of extra people following now on Google Play Games, so that's been good. Um, I will say they actually... if, you want to, if you want to skunk my scores now, now is the time because I have no time to play <laughs> and I have no time to respond. So, yeah, um, yeah skunk my scores now, and then when i am uh, got some free time, then I'll be able to uh, devote to crushing you all. I will crush you. <laughs> I will break you like the little girly man you are. <laughs> yep. All right. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Warning. The following contains little to no actual talk about pinball. I thought I might mention that uh, uh, I've had one of those work weeks where... Although the hours weren't terribly hideous, the people organizing the work week were kind of oblivious. And uh, what we, what we uh, in the film world, we have a, a, what's called magic hour. Now, yep, magic, I know what the magic hour is. It's right, where so the light is perfect. It's like sunrise and sunset, isn't it? Sunrise and sunset. And basically you have an hour where the, uh, at least here in North America. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our particular longitude. Um, so yeah, it's when the sun is low on the horizon, it casts this really lovely natural glow upon your actors. And it is mm. truly spectacular lighting. Everything looks amazing in this light. And so they call it magic hour. Now, yeah. what what we in the film business also call it is tragic hour. Because yes. um, in that hour, they tend to want to pack two hours worth of work. Into one. So <laughs> yes, you really have to work. clone yourself, really. Right. And so there's a lot of panicky running around with your heads cut off and uh, it's rush, rush, rush and safety goes right out the window. And uh, typically they didn't plan very well in terms of they work right up until magic hour. And then they go, Oh, Hey, we got to set up our magic hour shots rather than having us had them set up and waiting for magic hour because time is money in film world. Uh, you, yeah, you, exactly. We like, we like to normally it's hurry up and wait. Unless it's magic hour, and then it's hurry up and why aren't we already shooting? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. So I remember there was one movie that I remember that did a whole car sequence. There was like a really elaborate car sequence all in magic hour, and it took them a couple of months to actually do that scene. Jupiter Ascending was... just did that in Chicago. Uh, well, I should say just, but for that movie, they did that very thing where. Uh, they were flying the people like they were on uh, a hoverboard kind of skate things. Mm. And it was, they had six minutes of usable light every day wow. for what they were trying to achieve. <laughs> yes. Cause they were looking for a particular glow, not just any glow, but it was a particular glow and glint and they had to keep that consistent. And 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, they did that for months, just shooting a little sequence bit by bit by bit. And if you've seen the movie, you go, what a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like it's nothing but green screen to me. So it was just kind of like... Well, you know what? You did a really bad job of selling all that time that you spent doing it. Um, so anyway, on the, sh- on the show I'm on, we have kids, seven of them to be exact. Now, okay. when you're shooting with kids, you only get them for a limited period of time. Um, they have to spend so many hours in school, and then there is only so many hours that they are even by law allowed to work. Yes. And they and have to have so mandatory breaks and stuff, right? Mandatory as well, like. breaks. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's this whole juggling of the cast and and making sure that you get max, you know, because we're not only going to work an eight hour day, we're going to work a 12 hour day. So yeah. it's how you partial parcel them out. Well, the particular episode that we're working on, uh, unfortunately, most of the kids were all together at the same time. Oh, that's so that meant- good. <laughs> no, it's bad because that meant we only had a limited amount of time with all of them, and it's really hard to get that much coverage on every single one of them. Also, oh, all of their all of their sort of time entitlements don't line up, so they're all there. They they may sort of have done some school, but not enough school, or they may not have had quite right. enough break. Oh man! Right. So <laughs> what, what it's amounted to is though every single day. Even when we're on stage, not shooting outdoors, all of this particular episode, we've been primarily outdoors, um, resulted at about 5 p.m. every day, us having tragic hour. Because mm. when kids uh, have to go off the clock, we call it, we say that the kids are about to pumpkin. So that's a pumpkin. Yes. Just like Cinderella, her carriage is going to go poof. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. That's and, nice. and there is no, well, we'll pay them extra and they can, no, it's absolutely bye-bye. They're gone. No, they get you. It's like, it's like, you know, breaching the rules of the, the humane society. Like it's like the humane society for kids. <laughs> right. Right. So we have literally every single day for the past two weeks had tragic hour and it's not fun knowing that it's coming and knowing that you're about to run around with your head cut off. And, uh, uh, thankfully, this episode is now completed, and our next episode is a more standard way of how they're shooting it, which is just us on stage with limited amount of kids at any one time. So it should be much more sane. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, to say the least, I was pretty much coming home, eating, maybe watching a half an hour of a TV show, and then if I was lucky, uh, being able to stay awake long enough to walk to bed. Otherwise, I was falling asleep on the couch and then waking up later and then going to bed. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, really that's why. Probably. Yeah, that's why pinball was uh, kind of taking a backseat. Warning: the following contains little to no actual talk about pinball. In other news, TV season has started for us. Oh, is it? Ooh, okay. And uh, I've sampled two shows, neither of which has impressed me. So oh. I'm well, off to a depressing. Good. I'm off to a depressing start. <laughs> Yeah, I've got. I don't even want to think about how many series of TV that I would need to catch up on since you know having kids, probably, or you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm five years behind basically in anything decent on television. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I, I uh, last night I actually tried watching the. There's a new Lethal Weapon TV show. Oh, which really? <laughs> I was dreading to begin with because I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. Um, the second one is. I have such fond memories of and mm-hmm. has one of the single best stunt setups that I can recall. I mean, I just love this one particular setup in the movie. Um, briefly for any of you, th- those that have seen the movie way back in 90 or E nine. It's when they're, they're driving up to the stilt house and there's a uh, tow truck driving up the road and he's got a car on the back of the lift gate and there's a uh, guy with a surfboard on the back of his uh, pickup truck driving down the road and a car chase is happening and through a series of events the tailgate of the or the the ramp of the tow truck gets dropped down so that one car jams into the back of that sending the uh, car that was on the tow truck flying over the top of the tow truck which lands on the road and goes head-on collision with the guy and has a surfboard on top of his car, sending the surfboard flying forward and decapitating a dude, the bad guy, in the car. 
Hoorah! It's just, it's, <laughs> what a great it's a shot. Total, it's a total Rube Goldberg setup. And the thing is, is it's they set up the geography of this a full 30 seconds in advance. So by the time yeah. the action actually happens, you know exactly what's going to what? happen. And you're just sitting in your seat going, ooh! And then it actually does happen. <laughs> this is opposed to watching any of the Bourne movies, well, not the first one, but the, uh, the following ones, where you have no clue what is actually happening because, as I like to call it, you don't get to see the action, you get to see the aftermath of the action because yeah. it's all, hey, I heard a noise. Well, let's look over there and see what that noise was. Oh, hey, look, a car just exploded. Too bad I didn't yep. get to see what made it explode. You know, and exactly. it, it, to me, that takes away the tension and the joy of those sequences. That's I want to see the setup. I want to get that giddy sense of anticipation and 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 know what's happening and going to transpire. So anyway, I'm off the point as I like to do. Uh, the Lethal Weapon TV show, I was just really kind of going. There's no way they were going to be able to do this justice on TV, and they were kind of cribbing from the movie. Which again, I'm like, come on, just do your own thing. I don't know. And uh, I'm not buying the Murtaugh and Riggs that they cast, although uh, they cast Damon Wayans as uh, Roger, Roger Murtaugh, uh, yep. the Danny Glover part. So that's not bad. Um, Mick G, who did the Charlie's Angels movies, he directed the pilot, and I fell asleep halfway through it. Right, okay. <laughs> so, Was that just purely because you were knackered after your week of... Uh... I was a bit knackered, but for an action show, that's pretty sad. I mean, yeah. it just... To me, it just felt like they were, you know, clicking off check marks. Of, okay, we hit that bit that's in the movie, we hit that bit that's in the movie, without having earned any of it. And then I realized, I was like, so they had... TV shows are 44 minutes long. They had 44 minutes. A Lethal Weapon movie, it was only an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah. So why is it that the Lethal Weapon movie was able to have so much better chemistry and make you care about the characters where the TV show, nah, don't care. Yeah. Maybe because, they a lot longer to, to perfect the script. <laughs> kind of, I don't know. It, it just, it's one of those things where I was just kind of like, ah. And then I started watching uh, American Horror Story. Uh, this season, I watched the first episode of that, and they're doing reality docu horror. Ugh. So obviously, you weren't involved in this particular. Um, no, I wasn't story. involved in this season of it. So it was a mystery to me what was gonna what was gonna happen. Um, right. But and as with, I'm good and full well that uh, American Horror Story at about the fourth or fifth episode they completely changed the script. And usually that's because they don't know what they were writing to begin with. <laughs> and they've oh, so run they out of dexter. ideas and switched them. So, so they, they dexter it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's, a, there's still the potential for it to get better, but I hate docu-horror. So that was yeah. a bummer um, to see that. I, I saw the this is well and truly behind. I'm sure that this has been out for like years now in the US, but we are seeing for the first time here in Australia on free-to-air Scream Queens. Yeah, I didn't make it through the pilot of that one. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, it's intriguing. It's sort of like looking at the sun. You know, you shouldn't do it, but you, you still do it anyhow. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's too it over reminds the top me a bit of me. Glee. It, it's a little bit like Glee, Most but horror. Creators. Oh, really? Oh, that would stand to reason then, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Glee horror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm vague. I don't know how this is going to go, but I recorded it last night. Uh, there's also a new exorcist TV show. Oh, geez. What are they doing? Rebooting all these eighties franchises. Interestingly like... enough, it's getting good reviews. So uh, okay. I'm going to be very curious to see if it's any good or not. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's like Hannibal and I love Hannibal, um, mm. where I thought that that just surpassed the movies. So, Oh, yeah. there you go. That's pretty good. We'll, we'll if they see. Can do that. We'll see if it pays off. Um, again, not not holding out too much hope, but uh, <laughs> give it a go, know. see what you think, and if it impresses you, keep watching it. That's usually what you do. Exactly, and uh, I'm not going to go into it here because it still it, it makes my mind hurt. Um, but uh, <laughs> me and Heretic uh, get into weekly discussions about Mr. Robot, which just had its finale, and yeah, mind. <laughs> Um, oh, we, yeah, that's one series that I've heard so many good things about, and I think I just really need to find myself 
a internet backup of that movie and start in that series and just start watching it on the train. Uh, well, day. that's the thing. I don't know. It, it, it's make sure you have your headphones on and make sure that you are able to pay rapt attention to it because if you aren't paying attention to it, you're going to go, huh? Yeah, <laughs> what what just happened? It throws yeah. so many things at you and, it's, and it, it throws Easter eggs at you and it's a lot of visual. It's not just what the words are coming out of you know the person's mouth. So you can't be doing one thing and watching it at the same time. You've got to pull on on it. Um, ah. But uh, yeah, it's one of those that it's also one of those shows that after you watch a season, you need to go rewatch the season because now you oh, have a whole right. new batch of information that applies to all of it. And now having watched the uh, first or the second season, I feel like I need to go rewatch both the first and second season because wow. it's again holding in on itself. Um, Jeez, that's very good writing in that case. Yes. Wizardamusement.com the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. I know, I know, Heretic love a My Little Pony table. Um, oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> Are you being facetious or actual real? There, 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 was a, there, was, there was one time where... Uh, I challenged him to let me pick his avatar, and he had to live with that avatar for a couple of days. <laughs> and I found a My Little Pony, and he had to have that as his avatar. And he's uh, hated me for that, but at the same time, he kind of grew fond of it too. So um, <laughs> he made him a closet, a closet brony. Brony, yeah. Um, 